story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello you lovely lot and welcome to this week's episode of Storytime with Mama G, the podcast. Thank you ever so much for joining me. Uh, we have completed The Adventures of the Reluctant Dragon by Kenneth Graham. That took us three episodes and I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I loved reading that story and I also loved discovering the Disney film from the 40s which takes you on a backstage tour of Disney Studios and then ends with a screening of the cartoon The Reluctant Dragon. And the cartoon is so charming and so funny and so witty. I absolutely loved it. So if you have Disney+, Plus, then do check it out. Now, we are moving on to some new adventures. And these adventures can really keep us going for a little while. But I've decided to double bill them which is to say I'm going to tell two of these adventures each podcast because they're standalone. They're only short, but there is quite a few of them. And these are the tales, nope, the adventures of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter. Now I will forewarn you, Peter Rabbit is not in all of the adventures, but he is joined by a whole host of friends. Some of the friends are more famous than some of the others, so I'm going to try and match more famous characters with less famous characters, and we can get to know these wonderful stories that way. So, our first double bill is The Adventures of Peter Rabbit, followed by The Adventures of Johnny Townmouse. They're both by Beatrix Potter, and I'm just too excited. I think it's time for some stories. Once upon a time, there were four little rabbits, and their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. Now, my dears, said old Mrs. Rabbit one morning, you may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr. McGregor's garden. Your father had an accident there. He was put in a pie by Mrs. McGregor. Now run along and don't get into mischief. I am going out. Then old Mrs. Rabbit took a basket and her umbrella and went through the wood to the baker's. She bought a loaf of brown bread and five currant buns. Flopsy, Mopsy and Cottontail, who were good little bunnies, 
went down the lane to gather blackberries. But Peter, who was very naughty, ran straight away to Mr. McGregor's garden and squeezed under the gate. First, he ate some lettuces and some French beans. And then he ate some radishes. And then, feeling rather sick, he went to look for some parsley. But round the end of a cucumber frame, whom should he meet but Mr. McGregor? Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees planting out young cabbages. But he jumped up and ran after Peter, waving a rake and calling out, Stop, thief! Peter was most dreadfully frightened. He rushed all over the garden, for he had forgotten the way back to the gate. He lost one of his shoes among the cabbages, and the other shoe amongst the potatoes. After losing them, he ran on four legs and went faster, so that I think he might have got away altogether if he had not unfortunately run into a gooseberry net and got caught by the large buttons on his jacket. It was a blue jacket with brass buttons. Quite new. Peter gave himself up for lost and shed big tears. But his sobs were overheard by some friendly sparrows who flew to him in great excitement and implored him to exert himself. Mr. McGregor came up with a sieve which he intended to pop upon the top of Peter. But Peter wriggled out just in time, leaving his jacket behind him, and rushed into the tool shed and jumped into a can. It would have been a beautiful thing to hide in if it had not had so much water in it. Mr. McGregor was quite sure that Peter was somewhere in the tool shed, perhaps hidden underneath a flower pot. He began to turn them over carefully, looking under each. Presently, Peter sneezed. Ketishoo! Mr. McGregor was after him in no time, and tried to put his foot upon Peter, who jumped out of a window upsetting three plants. The window was too small for Mr. McGregor, and he was tired of running after Peter. He went back. To his work. Peter sat down to rest. He was out of breath and trembling with fright, and he had not the least idea which way to go. Also, he was very damp with sitting in that can. After a time, he began to wander about, going lippity, lippity, not very fast, and looking all around. He found a door in a wall, but it was locked, and there was no room for a fat little rabbit to squeeze underneath. An old mouse was running in and out over the stone doorstep, carrying peas and beans to her family in the wood. Peter asked her the way to the gate, but she had such a large pea in her mouth that she could not answer. She only shook her head at him, Peter began to cry. Then he tried to find his way straight across the garden, 
that he became more and more puzzled. Presently, he came to a pond where Mr. McGregor filled his water cans. A white cat was staring at some goldfish. She sat very, very still. But now and then, the tip of her tail twitched as if it were alive. Peter thought it best to go away without speaking to her. He had heard about cats from his cousin, little Benjamin Bunny. He went back to the tool shed, but suddenly, quite close to him, he heard the noise of a hoe. Scritch, scratch, scratch, scritch. Peter scuttered underneath the bushes, but presently, as nothing happened, he came out and climbed upon a wheelbarrow and peeped over. The first thing he saw was Mr. McGregor hoeing onions. His back was turned towards Peter, and beyond him was the gate. Peter got down very quietly off the wheelbarrow and started running as fast as he could go along a straight walk behind some blackcurrant bushes. Mr. McGregor caught sight of him at the corner, but Peter did not care. He slipped underneath the gate and was safe at last in the wood outside the garden. Mr. McGregor hung up the little jacket and the shoes for a scarecrow to frighten the blackbirds. Peter never stopped running or looked behind him till he got home to the big fir tree. He was so tired that he flopped down upon the nice soft sand on the floor of the rabbit hole and shut his eyes. His mother was busy cooking. She wondered what he had done with his clothes. It was the second little jacket and pair of shoes that Peter had lost in a fortnight. I am sorry to say that Peter was not very well during the evening. His mother put him to bed and made some chamomile tea, and she gave a dose of it to Peter. One tablespoonful to be taken at bedtime. But Flopsy, Mopsy and Cottontail had bread and milk and blackberries for supper. Johnny Townmouse was born in a cupboard. Timmy Willie was born in a garden. Timmy Willie was a little country mouse who went to town by mistake in a hamper. The gardener sent vegetables to town once a week by carrier. He picked them up in a big hamper. The gardener left the hamper by the garden gate so that the carrier could pick it up when he passed. Timmy Willie crept in through a hole in the wickerwork and after eating some peas, Timmy Willie fell asleep. He awoke in a fright while the hamper was being lifted into the carrier's cart. Then there was a jolting and a clattering of horses' feet. Other packages were thrown in for miles and miles. Jolt, jolt, jolt. And Timmy Willie trembled amongst the jumbled up vegetables. At last, the cart stopped at a house where the hamper was taken out, carried in and set down. The cook gave the carrier sixpence, 
the back door banged, and the cart rambled away. But there was no quiet. There seemed to be hundreds of carts passing. Dogs barked, boys whistled in the street, the cook laughed, the parlourmaid ran up and down stairs, and a canary sang like a steam engine. Timmy Willie, who had lived all of his life in a garden, was almost frightened to death. Presently, the cook opened the hamper and began to unpack the vegetables. Out sprang the terrified Timmy Willie. Up jumped the cook on a chair, exclaiming, A mass! A mass! Call the cat! Fetch me the poker, Sarah! Timmy Willie did not wait for Sarah with the poker. He rushed along the skirting board till he came to a little hole, and in he popped. He dropped half a foot and crashed into the middle of a mouse dinner party, breaking three glasses. Who in the world is this? inquired Johnny Town Mouse. But after the first exclamation of surprise, he instantly recovered his manners. With the utmost politeness, he introduced Timmy Willie to nine other mice, all with long tails and white neckties. Timmy Willie's own tail was insignificant. Johnny Townmouse and his friends noticed it, but they were too well-bred to make personal remarks. Only one of them asked Timmy Willie, if he had ever been in a trap. The dinner was of eight courses. Not much of anything, but truly elegant. All the dishes were unknown to Timmy Willie, who would have been a little afraid of tasting them, only he was very hungry and very anxious to behave with company manners. The continual noise upstairs made him so nervous that he dropped a plate. Never mind, they don't belong to us said Johnny. Why don't those youngsters come back with dessert? It should be explained that two young mice who were waiting on the others went skirmishing upstairs to the kitchen between courses. Several times they had come tumbling in, squeaking and laughing. Timmy Willie learnt with horror that they were being chased by the cat. His appetite failed. He felt faint. Try some jelly said Johnny Town Mouse. No? Would you rather go to bed? I will show you a most comfortable sofa pillow. The sofa pillow had a hole in it. Johnny Town Mouse quite honestly recommended it as the best bed kept exclusively for visitors. But the sofa smelt of cat. Timmy Willie preferred to spend a miserable night under the fender. It was just the same the next day. An excellent breakfast was provided, for mice accustomed to eat bacon, but Timmy Willie had been reared on roots and salad. Johnny Townmouse and his friends racketed about under the floors and came boldly out all over the house in the evening. One particularly loud crash had been caused by Sarah tumbling downstairs with the tea tray. There were crumbs and sugar and smears of jam to be collected, in spite of the cat. Timmy Willie longed to be at home in his peaceful nest in a sunny bank. The food disagreed with him. The noise prevented him from sleeping. In a few days, he grew so thin that Johnny Townmouse noticed it and questioned him. 
he listened to Timmy Willie's story and inquired about the garden. It sounds rather a dull place. What do you do when it rains? When it rains, I sit in my little sandy burrow and shell corn and seeds from my autumn store. I peep out at the throstles and the blackbirds on the lawn and my friend Cock Robin. And when the sun comes out again, you should see my garden and the flowers, roses and pinks and pansies. No noise except the birds and bees and the lambs in the meadows. There goes that cat again, exclaimed Johnny Townmouse. When they had taken refuge in the coal cellar, he resumed the conversation. I confess, I am a little disappointed. We have endeavoured to entertain you, Timothy William. Oh yes, yes, you have been most kind. But I do feel so ill, said Timmy Willie. It may be that your teeth and digestion are unaccustomed to our food. Perhaps it might be wiser for you to return in the amper. Oh? Oh! cried Timmy Willie. Why, of course, for the matter of that, we could have sent you back last week, said Johnny rather huffily. Did you not know that the amper goes back empty on Saturdays? So Timmy Willie said goodbye to his new friends and hid in the hamper with a crumb of cake and a withered cabbage leaf. And after much jolting, he was set down safely in his own garden. Sometimes on Saturdays, he went to look at the hamper lying by the gate. But he knew better than to get in again. And nobody got out. Though Johnny Townmouse had half promised a visit. The winter passed. The sun came out again. Timmy Willie sat by his burrow, warming his little fur coat and sniffing the smell of violets and spring grass. He had nearly forgotten his visit to town. When up the sandy path, all spick and span with a brown leather bag, came Johnny Townhouse. Timmy Willie received him with open arms. You have come at the best of all the year. We will have herb pudding and sit in the sun. Oh, it is a little damp, said Johnny Townmouse, who was carrying his tail under his arm out of the mud. What is that fearful noise? He started violently. That, said Timmy Willie, that is only a cow. I will beg a little milk. They are quite harmless, unless they happen to lie down upon you. How are all our friends? Johnny's account was rather middling. He explained why he was paying his visit so early in the season. The family had gone to the seaside for Easter. The cook was doing spring cleaning on board wages with particular instructions to clear out the mice. There were four kittens and the cat had killed a canary. They say we did it but I know better, said Johnny Townmouse. Whatever is that fearful racket? Oh, that is only the lawnmower. I will fetch some of the grass clippings presently to make your bed. I am sure you had better settle in the country, Johnny. Oh, we shall see by Tuesday week. The amper is stopped while they are at the seaside. I am sure you will never want to live in town again, said Timmy Willie. But he did. He went back in the very next hamper of vegetables... He said it was too quiet. One place suits one person. Another place suits another person. 
For my part, I prefer to live in the country, like Timmy Willie. adventure of Peter Rabbit. I do hope you really enjoyed meeting him again and Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, Mrs. Rabbit and of course Mr. McGregor. Iconic characters there from some classic British children's literature and I would also like to recommend, I can't believe I'm going to do this as a grown-up, but the animated, well like live action and animated film of Peter Rabbit that came out a few years ago is one of the funniest films in existence. That's right. Uh, hand on heart, I said that and I believe that to be no word of a lie. So I would recommend that you take a look at that film if it is available on whichever streaming services you use. And of course, Peter Rabbit 2 is coming out very soon and I am very excited because it's been delayed by a year for some unknown reason. And I really hope that you enjoyed discovering the adventures of Johnny Town Mouse, although I really do believe it was more the adventures of Timmy Willie, but I suspect it's not called that because of his surname, which would make you laugh if you saw it in a bookshop. And I think the tale of uh, Johnny Town Mouse and Timmy Willie is a wonderful story because it does teach us that we can appreciate the lives of other people and other people's experiences and we can also appreciate that sometimes that's not for us. But the most important thing is for us to be open-minded and to understand that not everyone lives their lives the way that we live ours. And that all being said, I'm now going to recommend a book to you and I bet you can't guess what it is. Here we go, it's time for the book of the week. This is literally not going to shock a single one of you, but the book of the week is The Complete Adventures of Peter Rabbit. I know, I bet you didn't see that one coming, but there we have it. And of course, I assume that uh, if you are a parent listening, a grown-up, or even a child, you probably have this book in your collection already because it really is an essential part of any human being's bookshelf. And I'm sure that in the UK at least, there are not many children that did not have this book growing up or have something to do with Peter Rabbit 
as part of their childhood experience, be it a cuddly toy or a mug like I used to have when I imagine I used to drink my little hot chocolates out of it, or watching the uh, the films or seeing the books. There was a ballet once. Oh, I remember watching it on Blue Peter. Well, an excerpt of it, a ballet of Peter Rabbit, and there was Mrs. Uh, Tiddlewink and um, um, uh, Mr. Toad, Jemima, Puddle Duck. Oh, it looked so exciting. In fact, I, I, I wish I'd seen it, but I didn't. So its promotion on Blue Peter didn't work quite that well, did it? Um, but the most essential thing you can have of any of these characters is the book. And uh, marvellously, they come as separate books. So you can get Jemima Puddle Duck separate to Peter Rabbit. Or you can get The Complete Adventures of Peter Rabbit as published by Penguin Random House. Complete with Beatrix Putter's beautiful original illustrations and I've just realised that I don't think I mentioned even at the start of this podcast that these books were by Beatrix Potter who herself was a very 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 interesting person. So my book of the week is The Complete Adventures of Peter Rabbit published by Penguin Random House and if you would like to buy it all you need to do is visit mybookshop.org page, go to the podcast reading list and you will find it available for purchase there. Will, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Storytime with Mama G. Don't forget that I will be back next week for more Beatrix Potter stories. I'm thinking definitely Squirrel Nutkin because Squirrel Nutkin was one of my favourites when I was ever so teeny. And also don't forget that you can catch me every Sunday at 1pm UK time on Glitter Beam Radio with Glitter Kids with Mama G. You can listen at glitterbeam.co.uk or on the Glitterbeam app. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. You just need to search for at Mama G Stories and I would love to hear from you. And very soon, my darlings, we are going to be able to see each other in person. And I have lots of exciting things in the pipeline. Firstly, on the 19th of June, Mama G Storytime Roadshow will be at Squish in Camberley, which is a children's theatre created by Camberley Theatre. I will be there at 11am and 2pm. And then coming up in August, I will be at the Glowworm Festival on the 14th and 15th of August with my fabulous friend, Elma, the patchwork elephant. But between now and then, I do have lots and lots of wonderful things planned. So keep your eyes peeled on my social media. And I will see you all right here next week. Oh, also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. It's all helpful, but I couldn't tell you why. Goodbye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.
妈妈